playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced weird stuff has happened in the past and here i am to tell you about it i guess yeah i will yeah absurd real history hello and welcome to absurd real history the podcast where i find weird stories or people or events that genuinely happened in history and find equally weird people to tell them to. I am really excited to be joined by actor Shane Robinson. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I, Shane. At the start, you're like, weird people. She's talking about me. And then you went, like, weird people that I find. I'm like, she's definitely talking about me. Yeah. A bit weird. Uh, I mean weird in the the best of sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Shane, you have no idea what we're going to be talking about today? Not a clue. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take you to ancient Greece. Ancient, My favorite of the ancient Greeces. How many are there? One. But, you know, it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, do you know much about uh, philosophy? Um, yes, I actually do. Lo- loads. Yeah? Uh, yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Do you know what the cynicism is? Like, as in, the word now to call someone a cynic is completely different than what it was back then in ancient Greece. So, yeah, my idea would be... someone who is quite pessimistic on general the world as in love is just a chemical reaction and there's no you know a cynic of maybe i don't know what this is (laughs) (laughs) that's the modern day understanding of it but the greek school of philosophy that is cynicism or the school of the cynics favored an extreme form of self-sufficiency so avoiding all types of indulgence The cynics believed that morality and therefore happiness comes from abandoning all the trappings of civilization and returning to the simplicity of nature. So cynicism is essentially just about fuck money and social status and everything. Human beings are at at our happiest if we're just chilling with nature and just accepting things as they are. Sometimes I do that in the Phoenix Park. You'll just like sit down, look at a bird or the deer and, you know... After a while, you're kind of like we're we're definitely communicating. Or if you look at a like a shark, like a what do you call a shark like, in Phoenix Park? Um, yeah, yeah. If you look at a Phoenix Park shark, I know Phoenix Park is big, but I've never seen a shark anywhere. They live in that uh, castle in the middle. It's not a castle; it's a fort. So yeah, we're talking about ancient Greece, but we're talking about cynicism, and we're talking about Diogenes. Have you heard of Diogenes? I, I want to say yes, but the answer is definitely no. He's not really one that's talked about a lot, but he's definitely the best and most interesting philosopher of the time. And he really was quite different than all the other philosophers at the time. Diogenes became the poster child of cynicism by leading by example. So he lived in a large wooden barrel in ancient Greece and didn't give a shit about anything, which is essentially what he did. Nice. Um, So we're going to talk about Diogenes, the best ancient philosopher possible. Diogenes was born in Sinope, an ancient city, which would be modern Turkey now in 412 BC. But there are a couple of sources that say 404 BC. I mean, it's like this with all ancient history. It's hard to get 100% definite facts on some things. But it... But around the early 400s BC, um, a lot of details about his earlier life is pretty much unknown. But we know his father worked in a bank minting money and got in trouble with the law for defacing money or something like that. Uh, it's debated whether this was a political move or he was simply caught counterfeiting money. Uh, we don't know for certain if Diogenes was involved, but he probably was 
And long story short, he got chased out of Sinope and that's where he came to Athens. Sounds like... The hotbed of philosophy. Diogenes? Diogenes. Diogenes. Sounds like he was in the mafia, the Greek mafia back then. He was born into it. There's also a story that there was some oracle that told him to deface the money, but I think that's kind of definitely not true and more thing in hindsight because he became really well known as a great philosopher. So sometimes pasts of great people are mythologized a bit. I love oracles. I've never met one or encountered one that has given me great advice, but they're always in like these mad stories that I, I grew up on. Yeah, it's kind of the staple for like the ancient Greece plays. Or it's a get out clause. It's kind of like, oh, we don't we don't really know what to do with them. Let's just like an oracle will appear and tell them where to go next. And like, ah, great plot. <laughs> was it, do you think it started off as a thing that was more a device for making plays and stories and then became a real thing afterwards probably i'd say yeah P- playwrights just get really bored and like ah, you know what i'm so bored of my own play let's just go over here now to the swamp i kind of love searching for sort like forced things in movies sometimes <laughs> like i always think of like um sister act and all of a sudden the pope's visiting it's there you go you know <laughs> sandwiched in to add stakes let's get an oracle in there yeah act two is getting pretty boring <laughs> yeah so almost all historians agree that diogenes was most likely a student of antithenes i hope i'm pronouncing that right <laughs> probably not <laughs> and he was in turn trained by socrates plato once described diogenes as a socrates gone bad so Antisthenes kind of was the first person to start forming the thoughts of the school of cynicism and Diogenes kind of took it and loved it and lived by example so you know back in these philosophy days you're talking about oh the real reason to the real route to happiness is to throw away all your earthly belongings whereas Diogenes actually did that he did it (laughs) he did it like every one of them Every single one of them. In Athens, Diogenes threw away everything he owned bar some dirty rags to cover his genitalia and a wooden bowl for food and drink. Ah, if you're going to commit, I commit to all of it. Well, the thing is, one day he was sitting outside his barrel and he saw a homeless child using his hands to drink water from a puddle. And he thought, you know what? I don't need this bowl either. He thought exactly like you. I don't even need this and gave it away. Wow. I'm kind of liking this dude. Kind of liking him. Yeah, no, he's pretty badass. And it's, you know, when we think of ancient Greece philosophers, we think of them being like really poised and really clean, whereas Diogenes was filthy. Filth bag. Filth bag. He lived in a a giant barrel outside the temple. It was probably either a large like old wine casket or something like that. Good way not to get disturbed. Like just stink and just, you know, meditate on your life and no one's going to go near you. He just did all this mad shit in Athens and... Must get kind of lonely though. Maybe. Philosophizing all the time. He was surrounded by loads of dogs a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the more you describe this man, the more he sounds like a like a crazy person. But maybe that's they they know the truth, you know? We're all warped mm. with our societal constructs and, and they know what's up. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe, maybe. He mainly just hung around getting scraps from people going by, kind of begging. Some people argued that he was mad um over time people in athens kind of grew to love him for his intelligence and his wit because he was kind of just this local character who lived in athens yeah with an army of dogs with an army of dogs exactly in ancient greece it wasn't considered polite to 
eat in public or eat in the market square. He did that all the time. He hated social rules and order and particularly money and materialism. Okay. So he kind of just went around doing all this mad shit and people were kind of, there was a big debate like, you know, because he'd be acting crazy. But then if you actually talk to him, he was known for being incredibly witty and incredibly intelligent. Kind of like uh, a Greek Johnny Rotten. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like the original punk rocker. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely, totally punk, totally punk rock. He is known for pissing on people who insulted him. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's like a <laughs> Sex Pistols gig. Because <laughs> ancient Greece would have been quite sophisticated. So if someone was having an argument with him, he would just be like, "Right, I'm gonna just be just whip out his dick and piss." Nice. He's also known for masturbating in public a lot. You know, why Why do you care? Whatever he wanted. And also taking a shit whenever and wherever he wanted. Again, just live. He just kind of wanted to become a dog, I think. Yeah, the, feel, the more you talk about this, the more like I feel like he was the original werewolf even. He's original mm-hmm. everything. I feel like this is the OG <laughs> of everything. If he was having a conversation with someone that he wanted to end and he wasn't enjoying the conversation, he would just like start taking a shit as a way to end the conversation quickly without having to, <laughs> without the awkwardness of like the social dance you usually do. He's just like, right. And that usually ended things. Okay. You know, if you're having a conversation with someone and they just start taking a shit in front of you, I'd go. You probably wouldn't want to introduce him to your mom. Let's just say this. No. Well, he's definitely the kind of guy that you know you would date as a 16 year old because he thinks you think he seems so cool and just to kind of piss off your parents a little bit 100 if you hated like everyone in your class you just bring him as your date to the to the prom i was about to say prom (laughs) prom? i never i never had um to the school disco (laughs) to the school disco what is oh my god the devs i never had a devs that's why i can't remember it so sad my devs was pretty miserable and really? not very eventful. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't have a Des, but I went to two others. Um, one, I showed up with a broken nose and the other, um, let's just say she left in an ambulance, but not from my doing. That's good. Not from my doing. That's, um, she chose her own choices. That sounds like, that's philosophy. That sounds like a classic Deb situation though. Like an Irish It is hundred percent. Uh, yeah, you know, you'd be okay. dating him and you'd just be like, you guys just don't get it. He, like, is against all this, like, money and he's actually really intelligent. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to the Himalayas in, like, next year. He's going to introduce me to ourselves. his dogs. Yeah, and he has a he has a girl, guru. Yeah, so he did all this mad shit, but, like, he was really, really highly intelligent. So people enjoyed his antics, but he was taken legitimately seriously as a philosopher like it wasn't just some crazy guy he's considered like the father of cynicism even though he didn't directly coin the ideas himself he just developed on them and is lived by example alexander the great had even heard of him and was a big fan um that's great (laughs) how how did they measure intelligence back then well i mean i don't think there was like an iq test or anything but (laughs) like you can tell from talking to someone (laughs) you know okay it's just word of word of mouth like oh he he knows his stuff do you know a lot about Alexander the Great? Uh, I know never to watch the film. <laughs> I haven't. Is it that bad? Well, isn't that the one with just a hundred Irish accents? Colin Farrell. I don't know. It is, I think. Yeah, it's it's horrendous. Why are there so many? I didn't know there were so many Irish accents. Because in... sh- I think they, they shot it like most, some of it here. Which I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> the filming location doesn't necessarily dictate where the film is set. No, not at all. But it also helps when half the cast aren't irish <laughs> i had like loads of friends i remember one one of our one of our school uh someone in my class 
was cast as like a special extra at the time. And I was like, oh, Morgan, you're going to be famous. No. Um, and then we saw the film. He's in it for like half a second. But it's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. So Alexander the Great. Okay. So a lot of the accounts of Diogenes are pretty factual. Like we know for a fact he pissed on people he didn't like and shot everywhere and lived in this fire. <laughs> like he was a genuine person. When it comes to him meeting <laughs> Alexander the Great, that's where stories are a bit sketchy. We know Alexander the Great was definitely a fan but, and that they definitely most likely did meet at some point. But the details about exactly where and whether the story is just a story or actually happened okay. is a bit iffy. But I'm going to tell you the story because there's a good chance it did happen. And I quite I quite like it. Um, okay. So Alexander had heard of his philosophies and everything and came to meet him. And he was like standing in front of him in his barrel and he asked him if like, you know, do you want any favor? I'll do like, what do you want? Basically one of the most powerful men in history at the time asking him, is there anything he wants from him or to do? Okay. And Dajani just goes, yes, stand out of my sunlight. Cause he was standing, blocking the sun. Good man. <laughs> Good man, Dio. And the thing is, if anyone else had said that to Alexander, you know, they would have been Off killed. Yeah. But Diogenes could get away with it. I think this is the ultimate level of not giving a fuck. Um, if you know when someone just does not give a fuck, you're kind of in awe of them. You're like, how do you not give a fuck about anything? I know a lot of people like this as well. Like uh, people that some of the things they say and the way they act, you should hate them, mm. and everyone should hate them. But they're just able to get away with stuff because they just have this charm. It's annoying, but also kind of impressive. Just you, you know, people like that that just have this energy. They can just say really inappropriate things in a way that you and I can't yeah. and just get away with they it. Have, they have ownership over their environment. They don't give a don't give a hoot. Very impressive. So Alexander went on to say like, oh, if I were not Alexander, then I should wish to be Diogenes. To which Diogenes replied, if I were not Diogenes, then I should also wish to be Diogenes. Okay, now he's getting a bit cocky. You get a little bit too, in, you know, up his own ass. But if you met this guy and he's just lying in rags on the side of the road, covered in his own shit, <laughs> surrounded by these little dogs licking him, <laughs> and he's like, get out of my sunlight, son. I don't know why he's from Memphis. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, and you're Alexander the Great, and you're like, hello, sir, what would you like? I'll give you anything. And he's just like, get the hell out of my sunshine. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I think he'd be like, ah, here, just leave him alone. Let him be. <laughs> the man, clear, man clearly needs a hug. I'm not giving it to him, but... In another account of the conversation between Alexander and Diogenes, uh, Diogenes was found, like, looking at a pile of human bones, which is weird that that's just a thing that's just kind of around your town. Yeah, people should be questioning that more than why he's looking at them. Yeah. Um, and Diogenes explains um oh i'm looking for the bones of your father which has been king philip of macedon but cannot distinguish them from those of a slave which is Whoa. deep so hold on but also saying this to a great ruler <laughs> oh he's saying that okay yeah he's saying it to alexander great being like i'm looking for your father but now that he's dead his bones are the same as a slave which is true it is true i'd say a slave's bones are stronger though because they're working harder do your bones I mean, it's more your muscles. I don't know if your bones. Your bone density, like if, like, do you ever see those? You worker. My type, like boxers and kickboxers, and they beat the crap out of their legs, and then they, their bones start developing like all these calluses, and then. So if you're like bones, do bones develop calluses? Yep, they do now. That doesn't. That's, 
I don't know if your biology is sound. Um, uh, is there anyone out there that is, you know, a little bit more intelligent on the human body? <laughs> we would appreciate two bones up that. Well, the crap. Or they get like you don't. Even... And they'd be weaker though. I feel like they would be weaker because you're putting too much pressure on them and. No, I well maybe later in life. Eventually, you're not eating good food. Yeah, maybe the maybe the nutritional element will have a f- big factor in it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't look. Look, it's up for debate. Who has better bones, kings or slaves? Kings or slaves, or are they the same? Can you not distinguish them? I feel like you wouldn't be able to tell the difference though. Like you personally, if I were to give you the bones of a king and the bones of an ancient Greek slave. We're all slaves. We're, we're, all slaves. we're all slaves. To our, to our own destiny. To, to the social order of things. That makes sense. There are loads of accounts <laughs> of Diogenes frequently walking around Athens in broad daylight with a lamp shining in it in people's faces, which it's broad daylight and he's just walking around with an old fashioned like ancient Greece lamp. And just occasionally like going right up to people's faces, shining the light in their face. And whenever he was asked what he was doing, he would reply, I am looking for an honest man or I am looking for a human being. It depends on the translation. Sounds like he's just like um, on one of those hidden TV camera shows. Yeah, but that would be such a prank. Imagine if you're living in a society with no electronics or anything and all of a sudden you find out your whole life. It's it's not just the Truman Show. Did we just write the Truman Show? There you go. You think it's something and then... Once we get tra- time travel, we'll go back and we'll we'll give. I think we'll give. I'm gonna call him Dio because it's we're friends now. Dio, yeah. He <laughs> I mean, wouldn't care what you called him. Yeah, he like he <laughs> he is what he is. He he deserves. I think it's his own show. Mm. I'm into him. Yeah. So your team, Diogenes. So far, yeah. Well, though, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I I agree with a lot of what he's saying, but I don't know. The smell might just. I don't know if we can be friends. I think I'll check it, check in on them once in a while. But did everyone not smell back then? True, but I'd say he was on a different level. A different level of smelling. But maybe, you know, he was so pure. He The smell was so pure. I'm sure he bathed in like a lake and stuff. I mean... I think so? Yeah. Maybe his dogs like just clean them. Cause, like, maybe. That's more of a cat thing though, isn't it? Is it? I don't I don't see dogs licking. Dogs lick, yeah. Dogs lick, but they don't lick to clean. Like, if I was licked by a dog, I wouldn't feel clean. Would you not? No, if a dog licked my entire body, I'd be like, you know what? I actually feel dirtier than I did before. You ever see a dog eat, like, a, a bowl of ice cream? Um, Not in person. I would be more stressed about... Why know, he's eating ice that cream. That much dare? Yeah. yeah That's shouldn't. a special dog ice cream. That's not good owner. Don't feed your dog's ice cream, Yeah, don't guys. do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, they they definitely clean. They definitely clean, especially if he's covered in like my dog. Well, it's different because they roll around, they roll around and poo to like disguise their own scent when they're hunting. Mm. So I guess yeah, that'd mean they'd be hunting Dio, which wouldn't be good for him. No. How did he? How did how did this man? I'm going to guess this man died of <laughs> this a disease. B maybe just did he just pass away i'd say really happily in his own filth there are three stories about how he died we'll get oh. there we'll okay. get to the okay. little bit I jumped ahead. and i'll let you decide which one you believe okay of the three okay so it's it's a little it's a little bit up in the air but there's there's, there's three stories damn three stories though that's a good you know if you have three stories of how you died you've lived pretty 
pretty well. Yeah. He was around 90. So this guy lived to be Damn. around 90 years old. Just In ancient Greece? That is... Living this way. That is badass. That's... it. That's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. He lived this way all, all the way up to, to the end of his life. Hey, like. I think you're pretty sick. Fuck being sick. I'm not sick. I feel like that's how we ran his life. Once he saw a man, like, cleaning himself and dressing up all fancy... Because he would just frequently like yell comments at people that he saw walking around the street. There were so many of them. I couldn't document all of them. But I just kind of wrote down a few of my favorites. Go for it. So he saw this guy dressing up a fancy and Diogenes told him if he was dressing up to impress other men, he was a fool. And if it was to impress a woman, he was a knave. Okay. Okay. This is my favorite one. Someone asked him what his favorite wine was. Mm-hmm. And his answer was that for which other people pay. Which I agree with. Boom. Well, stingy. <laughs> Wine tastes better if someone else bought it for you. He, he just didn't. What was his ideas of like uh, the bartering system? Like, did he just believe all possessions don't exist? He just hated it. He thought like, you know, you don't really need it. We get by, like, you don't need fancy foods. We can get by on scraps. We can get by like. Okay. Just it was all bullshit. According to Diogenes, everything was bullshit. But then also, <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe his values were like we're we're neglecting what's really important, which is our in- inner world rather than the external world. He was all for self sufficiency, which means all you really need is just yourself. Mm-hmm. If dogs can live this way, why shouldn't we? He really liked dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more, because I'm like. There's nothing wrong with, you know, if we can create the nice things, I think it's we let the nice things have power over us rather than the other way around. Exactly. The word cynic actually derives from dog, the etymology of it. It's like being dog-like. Being do- Well, you know, if you think about it, dogs have, have had it pretty good for a while. And they're always happy. Well, most of the time. Well, they get taken... For random to random places for walks, they people clean their poo for them. They feed them. It's a good life. Give them love. It's pretty like this is the reason where the phrase is. It's a dog's life. I think it's a dog's life. I would personally prefer to live as a cat, just for all that sleeping. I feel like this is the whole point of this podcast, is so me and you can debate which is better. I'm not going to say <laughs> anything is better. I'm going to say I am a good. cat person, but that's just because I have a weird freaky sense with cats and I can communicate telepathically with them but I'm not going to say one animal is better than another animal eagles straight up (laughs) eagles and honey badgers honey badgers are pretty great I don't know that much about eagles do you not no I haven't studied them intensely (laughs) well you know I went to drama college Shane I went to drama college and you didn't pretend to be an eagle for four days no I didn't pretend to be an eagle I pretended to be what animal did I choose? I think it was a cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a cat. People who have cats treat dogs like they're cats. And then people who have dogs treat cats like they're dogs and then wonder why the dog doesn't like them. It's like, you got to treat each animal like it's its own thing. Same as people. Same as people, you know? Some people um, don't have a dark sense of humor, so you just don't say those dark jokes to them. Takes a while to get to know <laughs> where, where someone's limit is. You gotta just push it gently. Well, the worst is um, when you make a joke with someone and they respond not in a joke or not thinking you said a joke, and you're like, "Well." Oh, they answer it like it's actual thing. 
You're like, oh, you don't. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to continue this conversation now. I don't have to explain. I communicate a lot through comedy and like, like just jokeal sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So I always get really freaked out when someone thinks what I'm saying is like an actual opinion and truth. I'm like, no, 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 no. I was. No, I I mean what I'm saying about twenty percent of the time. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when it's serious time. Because I'll do my serious face and my serious voice. Because then I do the serious serious face and. I'm so serious right now. Why no, is you taking me seriously? Me uh, <laughs> so back to Diogenes. <laughs> Philosophy. Uh, a lot of when when mm. someone said most people laugh at you because people did laugh at him <laughs> a lot. His reply was, "And so very likely do the asses at them, but as they don't care for the asses, so neither do I care for them." Okay, we think we have to break this down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the first, I've completely forgotten that asses are donkeys. <laughs> and I just envisioned giant asses flying about the place. Why do they Not fly? caring about people and just shitting everywhere. And then I was like, this man was obsessed with scat. He was. This is the original scat man. Yeah. I would say I would like him a lot more if it wasn't for all the, the, poo, the poo and the masturbating everywhere. I wouldn't appreciate to, to see that on a trip to town. Wait, did w- I wonder like if he met somebody who was also, you know, just letting poop fall out the bum bum and then, you know, the meat cute. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's walking down the road, you know, just jerking off and then he turns the corner and then there's some other dude just jerking off with like loads of dogs around them. And the two of them kind of, you know, squ- like what's up, bro? would they be friends do you think you like i don't think this guy would fare well with too many friends like who did he talk to how did, who did he, he talk to everyone okay but who yeah but did he really talk to them or did he just kind of like is he one of these people that like try to like bestow knowledge upon everyone like he's better than them or it's hard to know well he's like as i said he's considered uh one of the main philosophers of the time. If you were to look up um, cynicism, mm-hmm. Diogenes' name would be one of the, the first? first to pop okay. up. Or the first. If okay, he's the poster child for cynicism. Like uh, Stoics, the Stoics came to like developed on his ideas. A lot of philosophers developed on his ideas. Okay. So he was he was frequently told that people were laughing at him, and another response he had to this was, "Yes, but I am not laughed down." Which I think is is good. I'm not laughed down. <laughs> he was challenged about masturbating in the marketplace, you know, as I think you would be. Okay, this is where we're. This is where we're. Yeah, this is where we need to get to. I mean, I don't have a big story. I just have his response, which I think was pretty funny. Diogenes replied, "If only it was so easy to soothe hunger by rubbing an empty belly and then just walked away." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think. If I saw a dude jerking off in the street and I was like, dude, you got to put your dick away. Mm. And he threw that at me. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. Here's a, a tidbit for you. Diogenes is known for coining the term cosmopolitan. Mm. Mm. So there's a, there's a word that we use because of Diogenes. Uh, someone asked him where he came from and he replied, I am a citizen of the world. The original Greek he used was cosmopolites or cosmo, meaning cosmos or world. And polities, I don't speak Greek, meaning citizen. 
So it became cosmopolitan and just the phrasing that he said it, no one had said that before. Uh, so most people agree that, you know, he coined it in this statement. So we owe the term cosmopolitan and the delicious cocktail to Diogenes. Mm. Maybe not the cocktail. Yeah, maybe not the... Yeah, I think that's... Well, the word. Most people associate you know? it with the cocktail, which is unfortunate. I When I think of cosmopolitan, I think sex in the city. Sex and the city? Sex in the city? I don't know. I didn't watch it very often. It wasn't a great show. Sexy Dio with his little <laughs> master baby. Well, that's good. If he's... Yeah, if, if it came from him jerking off and he was like, you know, I'm a citizen of the world, and then you think of sex in the city... It, it, it all yeah. links up. It all links up. Is there a baby somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got three men over here. Uh, I just think that's interesting. You know, cosmo- like that's a pretty pretty big word, you know? Cosmopolitan <laughs> metropolitan. That's a few syllables that's in there. <laughs> found all over the world. Uh, I don't think he was masturbating when someone asked him that. I think it was just a genuine question. Like, where did you yeah, come from? Yeah, he was definitely from? thinking about masturbating. <laughs> he was probably asked that a lot. Like, where did you come from? I don't know. What? He might have been lonely. So we um we talked about his love of dogs, but he was often called a dog by the citizens because he kind of acted like a dog. They would throw him scraps, and they and at the time calling someone a dog was an insult, and they're just insulting him for his uncivilized way of life. Yeah, and he kind of just started embracing the dog thing. Uh, once when he was in the market, a, a crowd gathered around him and was shouting "dog, dog, dog, dog." Um, not sure how a chant would be led in ancient Greek times, but they're shouting dog at him. And he replied, it is you who are dogs for you all gather and stare while I'm eating my breakfast. Cause he's eating scraps in the marketplace. And he's like, you're the ones who are staring at me while I'm just having some food. Yeah. I was trying to think like, he probably wouldn't take offense at that either way. You dirty dog. Um, yeah. It's not really an insult when you think about it. Yeah, Diogenes leaned into the dog insult, stating that the dog is the most virtuous of creatures for its carefree life and instinct for telling friend from foe. There was more to learn from dogs than that of other humans. Because humans are so wrapped up in their own little worlds mm. that, you know, animals are very pure in their instincts. And if you just watch them, you can learn a lot. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with this, man. Dogs, oh. he once declared, neither agonized over the past nor fretted about the future, but instead lived entirely in the moment. I've wondered about this, but my dog, I've stared and go, does he ever just reflect back on the beach yesterday? Or, <laughs> or is he worried about, are we, you know, are we going to go to the beach tomorrow? Are these his, his worries? Because when they dream, you know when they're dreaming and they kind of go on, <laughs> and their legs and are kick. Yeah. I'm like, he's definitely thinking about something from the either the past or the future because you couldn't be dreaming about the present yeah so, so they must have think about <laughs> the past and future i'm sure in the future we'll have the technology to know exactly what they're thinking about which is exciting to think about yeah because that's what mostly stresses us out is our past and our futures right yeah well i mean it's why mindfulness is such a a big thing for people dealing with anxiety is because it's just about focusing on what's going on right now. Which is which is a lot easier said than done. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but the people that are the most happy, the happiest that I know are the ones that are just so content with what they're doing right now at that moment. It's true. I always, like, I'm a big fan of this. But <laughs> I get into like the nitty gritty of like, okay, 
I'm in the present moment. But like, is the present moment like, like, because you can never be right, 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 right now. Because every time I said right there, it was, you know, <laughs> in yeah. that moment. But I'm constantly, you're constantly thinking microseconds ahead. So you can't really be ever <laughs> just in a f- complete flow of present. You're, you're always a little bit ahead that's, or behind you. That's some uh, state of flow. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely really bad at this. I can be like sitting like watching something on Netflix or sim- or sitting like having a chat with like a family and like having tea but I find it really hard to just like focus on the chat because I'm just thinking oh I'm excited to do this thing next week yeah <laughs> or I'm stressed to do this thing that's in three days I'm like well right now I'm just drinking tea isn't it crazy our relationship with time and how much it has an effect on us and our awareness of the choices that we make in the future mm. are going to affect us and like the anxiety of it all now shane if you're being serious you have to do your serious voice because i oh, just think sorry. you're joking all the time now okay i better do my serious voice <laughs> <laughs> but it's all it's all relative to the anxiety that we all have of death and our relationship yeah. with death it's kind of interesting i find it about balance though you can't be in the moment all the time you'd never get anything planned you like it's a balance i think you give know? yourself like a nice little con like you know constraints of like okay for the next hour i'm gonna plan like a little plan for the future and then i'm gonna enjoy just slowly executing that plan in the present yeah i'm sure diogenes would think we should all just abandon societal trappings and go roll around with dogs which is tempting but doesn't seem like a life (laughs) for me personally (laughs) i like my house especially in ireland it's too cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's too cold to live in a barrel. You kind of want to have a chat with this guy. But if we all just went around with scraps, was he just trying to like, I don't, in a way I get his like the mentality, but also I'm like, how are we meant to advance? And like, I think he felt like you didn't need to advance. You just want to, we don't need to. We didn't, we don't need to. Why would we need to? Okay. Well, the sun's going to eventually burn out and then we're all going to die. I don't think that was really a, a big concern in ancient greece back then actually it was they thought about everything there it was all about it was just discussing ideas what's the the best way to have true virtue and to be happy do you have do you have an opinion on that i mean i have thoughts um i don't i'm not a strong philosopher i don't think i have an intense yes personally i think it's all about Mm -hmm. self-improvement and making like i think you should constantly be trying to be the best version of yourself as possible And that's harder for others. It's easier for others. Sometimes you don't always succeed. But I think it's about that trying, you know? Do you think you ever know when you become the best version of yourself? I don't think such a thing exists. So you should accept who you are because everyone's brain is different. And but you should also try and utilize how to best how what best suits you. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Mm. I just know I'm very self-aware of my flaws and I think it's important to, to, if you are aware of flaws, to instead of having that be an anxiety on you to think, okay, how, how can I develop this? So even if it doesn't work, even if I'm not progressing, at least I know that I'm putting the work in. That's my personal kind of thing. There you go. It's just accepting, accepting the truth. Yeah. 
What's what my truth? truth? Um, so yeah, Diogenes was often called a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a philosophy podcast. You gotta, you gotta get deep, you know. There you go. Well, it's not. It's a philosophy episode of a history podcast. Um, but I can really do whatever I want here. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So the the word cynic, as I said before, comes from the ancient Greek word for dog-like. Someone asked him why he was called a dog a lot. And he replied, I fawn on those who give me anything. I yelp at those who refuse. And I set my teeth in rascals. Which is just, again, a great witty reply. Yeah, like if he's come up with this stuff on the spot for like. Yeah. And the thing is, he is like he's known for being super witty and quick when people talk to him, um, which I kind of like that. You know, I also am kind of like that. I fawn on people who give me stuff and I do scream at people who don't give me what I want. And I bite rascals if they're really rascally. <laughs> oh, those damn rascals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People called him mad, but he often scorned them for being the mad ones, driven insane by their obsession with conventions, with the way life is. He's like, you're the ones that are mad, trapped up in this setting. Uh, here's another quote. Uh, Most people are so nearly mad that a finger makes all the difference. For if you go along with your middle finger stretched out, someone will think you are mad. But if it's the little finger, you will not think so. Did they have different meanings back then? They have the same meaning. So this is one thing that I didn't know. the The middle finger was a a gesture in ancient Greece. It more or less means the same thing mm. today. It was a sim. It was a symbol of anal sex in a manner that was meant to disrespect and intimidate people on the receiving end. Did not know that that was the meaning today. <laughs> is that what it means? I mean, the gesture in ancient Greece originated from like anal sex, but the way it's used is the same way that it's used today. So Diogenes would often be walking around just giving the finger to everyone. <laughs> Which I love. I want to fuck your ass. <laughs> I think he's saying, you know, society and the rules that we set are so weird that if I put one finger up, it means this whole thing. But if I do a different finger, it means nothing. That's fucking stupid. Which kind of makes sense, I guess. Well, it does, but it also doesn't because we, we have to put meaning onto things. Otherwise... I get his point of view from the whole from the universal aspect of just things being things. I guess he just didn't abide by the rules that had been set before him. Yeah, this is also how he he taught like how he taught his philosophy. Sure, you might not have heard of Diogenes, but I'm sure you've heard of a little man called Plato. Yeah, well, maybe he was tall. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Do we have anything about his height? <laughs> Plato's height. I don't know. I always thought of it like Pluto, so small. You know what I mean? I can see why you'd yeah. relate that. Yeah. So how how tall would you say Plato is? I'd say a strong 5'10". 5'10"? Yeah. That's... Like a strong 5'10". So not short, but like a, a decent... Yeah. I'd say he was more girthy. Like he was definitely a bit more brizzly. But anyway, Plato and Diogenes were existing at the same time. Okay. And Diogenes was an open critic of Plato and his work and his teachings. He would publicly call Plato's lectures a waste of time. He believes Plato misinterpreted Socrates and Socrates' teachings. Diogenes spent a lot of time taking the piss out of Plato. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. He thought Plato's ideas were theoretical and academic fluff, whereas Diogenes had a philosophy on minimalism and simplicity, which by default was far more accessible for people. He's more the everyday, everyday's man kind of philosopher. 
Yeah. So yeah, Diogenes would frequently do things to annoy Plato. He would often just enter his lectures when they were halfway finished and just start yelling things. <laughs> feel, <laughs> feel like Plato was, you know, the try to understand reasoning and and then this guy's just all about the soul, man. All about the soul. He would also sit at the very front of his lectures and eat loudly. Okay. He's like a <laughs> troll in Plato. Uh, sometimes if he was like particularly mad, he would go into the lecture hall before uh, the, the lecture started and would take a literal shit on Plato's stool. <laughs> so he would arrive in to start his lecture and there would just yeah. be You can definitely see shit why, there. why he was the godfather of cynicism. Eh? Uh, man, again with the shits, like he really used that as a weapon, didn't he? Like a Like a social justice weapon. Well, it was part of his philosophy who was kind of like, okay, everyone shits. It's only our trappings and our societal trappings that make this a taboo, I guess. And if it freaks people out so much, it's kind of funny. It's. It, I always found it interesting <laughs> that like, you know, <laughs> like toilet humor <laughs> is just forever funny for some reason. <laughs> because like that's such a taboo on it. Like, you know, people... I think it's one of the first things you find funny, though, as a child. Yeah, farts are, like, hilarious. Fart, yeah. I, I, even as a baby, when you do the... They, they just start giggling at it. <laughs> it's like, it's innately in us to laugh at farts. And anyone who says otherwise is, is bullshitting themselves. Another story of Diogenes just fucking with Plato. Um, there was a philosophical question around the time that Plato was trying to answer, which was basically, describe a man in the simplest way possible. Well, human, man, it was a sexist time in ancient Greece. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that? Can you ex- do a, a, explain a man in the simplest way possible? Explain a, a human? Yeah, with like the shortest amount of words and just as simple and as you can. A biological creature that lives and dies. Ah, Plato did it in two words. Okay. Uh, so Plato was applauded for his answer because it was like, oh my God, that's great. He said a featherless biped. Bear in mind, they wouldn't have been aware of you know, oh, marsupials Plato. in oh, oh. Australia that were technically featherless bipeds. Technically, kangaroos and all that kind of family are featherless bipeds. But, you know, he wouldn't have known that. Um, so, yeah, featherless biped. And he was praised for this. And the fact that he was praised really pissed off Diogenes. So, of course, he uh, stormed into Plato's Academy with a chicken that he had completely plucked. And he just yelled, behold, I've brought you a man. I'm starting to feel <laughs> like these two need, yeah, these two need their own animated TV series where like they kind of, it actually might be a good TV series where they kind of both, you know, give their own philosophies. And also they're just fucking with each other. Socrates yeah. and Plato. A lot of humor. <laughs> what? Tom and Jerry. I mean, that's kind of the the core of this is this podcast is I've always found myself drawn to like weird tidbits of stories. And it's also, it's more just a way to force me to do research for future plays that I'm going to create. Yeah. I would love like a completely historically inaccurate sitcom about Plato and Diogenes. 100%. You know, with like really like, obvious fake backgrounds. <laughs> throw all the lads in. I don't, has there been a t- like a, a show about them? That's not like super serious because like, I feel like if Netflix would make a version of this, it would be all very, like, I can already see it, very dramatized and, like, you know, I think it needs to be lighthearted. All I can think of is horrible histories have some great sketches. 
but like an actual TV series we follow the lives. Dedicated. Like. Yeah, dedicated. Man, I'm into this. <laughs> do you want to sign on as a producer? We can do this. Let's do it. Let's get let's get the writing room open. I'll play. Oh wait, there's no mention of any women anywhere. <laughs> but see, we can just we we'll pull a Shakespeare on it. We got all the women to play the men. It's all female cast. <laughs> I'll play Plato. You can be Diogenes rolling around in uh, with dogs. You'd love to film that. You'd have great time filming that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for all that. This is fake poo, right? This is. <laughs> I mean, it depends how method you want to go. Oh man, methane. I know for a fact the manure in Back to the Future was fake manure, so I don't. It was fake. Yeah. Whose job was it? To make... <laughs> so we need you to make some fake poo. I mean, there's a whole... We just talked about oh, no, the jokes. There's a whole market for it in joke shops. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> actually right. And it's so easy to make, like, fake sick, everything. Yeah, you know what? I used to do it all the time. Fake Getting out of school. You would fake sick to get out of school? Yeah, you'd get, like, a <laughs> cup of tea. A cold cup of tea. So you'd leave the cup of tea out the morning, like, mm-hmm. the night before, hidden. And then you get a lot of digestive biscuits. And you put them in your mouth. And then you put the tea in the mouth. And you swish it about. And then you just fling it in the toilet really loudly and you go mom i think i'm after getting sick and then you'd be off school that is and then she's like let's get your temperature you put like you shouldn't do this now like copper under your tongue and then that would heat up the the mercury inside that's um hilarious but also very extreme extreme i'm worried that some kids are listening in there yeah don't don't do this because then my granny caught me one time (laughs) <laughs> like I, she's like, I think this guy's faking it because like he's enjoying his, you know, day off too much. And then one time I was really sick, and then she booby trapped the fridge. <laughs> she put like tissue paper on the top of the fridge, so if I opened it, it would fall down, and she'd know I was hunting for food. Mm. And then she, yeah, so then she, she was hard, hard ass yeah. woman, spanked me and sent me to school. But I was really sick. You weren't sick. You just said you were faking. And then I shit and threw it at her and was like, no, I fucking believe in <laughs> ancient grids philosophy. I'm a Yeah, you should have, if you were dodging you just would have thrown shit at your, ran- at your grandmother. School is meaningless. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. God, imagine your kid who came home and was like, got expelled from school for throwing shit at the teachers. <laughs> like, I've learned about this Greek philosophy. Uh, another story has it that Plato was discussing his platonic forms with uh, Diogenes, which I won't get into. Plato pointed to a bowl on a table nearby. And he's like, do you see that bowl? There is an essence of bowl that all bowls partake in. Diogenes answered, I do not see the bowl, but I also see that it is empty. So where is the essence of emptiness that is the empty bowl partakes in? Before Plato could answer, Diogenes tapped him on the side of the head and said, there it is. Jesus. All right, I was on board with his with his you know challenging of philosophies. There, it's good. <laughs> now he's just being a dick. Yeah, he just didn't. What he just did not like. He like, hated Plato. Plato. He hated Plato. I think he made it a personal mission to bother Plato as much as he could. But I feel. Like... <laughs> Why did it bother him so much? I feel like we're getting to the core of it. There's a bit. Because... Of, I feel like there's a bit of trauma here. Something happened. As I was saying before, Diogenes was a student of someone who was a student of Socrates. And Diogenes was a big fan of Socrates, but... Like a father figure to him. <laughs> Just like philosophy ideas. Like he did, he, he did follow philosophy. He did like his philosophy ideas. Plato developed on Socrates' ideas and theories. And Diogenes was kind of pissed off because he didn't think that Plato interpreted Socrates correctly. 
See, there it all stems from his past, man. Uh, so when he was asked how he wished to be buried, he left instructions to be thrown outside the city wall so that wild animals could feast upon his body. Finally, someone also agrees with this. Are you for that as well? Just like... I'm like, we take so much from the animals, we didn't give anything back. I want myself stuffed and then just kind of... You do. I just... left, left in the sitting room. Whoever cares most about me can do whatever they want with me. That sounds weird. <laughs> when you're dead. Don't do whatever. Yeah, maybe don't do whatever you want with me. But. So we're going to we're coming up to the end of uh, Diogenes life. Um okay. so there's a legend that Diogenes and Alexander the Great died on the same day in 323 BC. It's probably it's probably not day. true, okay. but it's a nice kind of touch. Um mm. I most people are pretty sure that's not true, but it's a story that was kind of said. He died in Corinth um, when he was around 90, which is impressive. 90 is such a good age. So these are the three theories of how he died. Okay. Uh, number one, he died from rabies contracted through a dog bite. Oh, that's that's pretty high up there. Yeah. Number two, that and this is one of my like favorite um the stories that he just apparently just decided he had lived long enough and held his breath till he died <laughs> i'm 90 now mm. <laughs> okay that's, that's an interesting way to go um three he died of food poisoning after eating raw octopus <laughs> so wow there is that's such a specific thing to eat yeah raw octopus okay like can't you eat raw octopus? Like, isn't that... Also, I feel like his stomach would be so hardened from the years of eating scraps and, like, yeah. bacteria. And, like, I feel like this man would have a stomach made like, like a cow. Yeah, but that one raw octopus gets you. You know, mm. you're just one raw octopus and, away from death at all times. Everyone knows octopuses are aliens, so... <laughs> the biology doesn't match up. It's the octopus, right? Their way of mating is by ripping off one of their own arms and throwing it at the female. Hey, woman, get me a cut. <laughs> oh. um, but also, like, he was around 90, so realistically, he probably just died of a heart failure or yeah. one of the other countless ailments you get when you're, like, 90. Like, it's kind of ironic that, you know, the dog would bite him, so... But I also feel like he's so dog-like that I don't think they would... But then rabies, it's, you know, it's not the dog, it's the virus. And then holding your breath, I feel like, I feel like that's just not true. Yeah, it's definitely like a story. I don't think anyone, has anyone ever died from holding their breath? Like, like can you actually do it? Because your body would just go, no, we're not doing that. It's the worst way to go. I would say it was a mixture of all three. Rabies, so, octopus, and just holding his breath. So yeah, yeah, he had this dog, he had this... <laughs> Had his octopus thing, he ate it, and the dog with rabies got like really wanted the octopus too, and then he ended up biting him way too hard, and then he's kind of just lying there with octopus juice flowing out of him as well, <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm gonna hold my, yeah, and he tried to kill himself, holding it, just it all got too much for him. Yeah. But he went on his own terms. Yeah, I mean, I think. That's why. Getting to 90 in any period of time is impressive. Yeah. And he started jerking off with the octopus. Huh? Maybe, maybe. Probably. Maybe there's a little like half Diogenes, half octopus baby out there somewhere. <laughs> what would that be? That sounds like a nightmare. Oh, God. 
It's true, isn't it? So many, so many arms to throw shit at people. Um, no writings of Diogenes have survived, even though he is reported to have authored several books, though he is known for preferring to speak. Uh, when a man called Hegesis asked to be lent one of his writing tablets, mm-hmm. because like, you know, as I said, he was a well-respected philosopher. People wanted his writings. But Diogenes just replied, you are a simpleton, Hegesis. You do not choose painted figs, but real ones. And yes, you pass over true training and would apply yourself to written rub. Which again, I kind of get. He's like, you're asking me for writings of my work when I'm right here and I can just directly tell you. Through his extreme antics, we have a number of anecdotes uh, concerning his life and sayings attributed to him um, throughout s- numerous scattered classical sources. So these are classical sources. So yeah, it's hard to know, especially with translation. So I said a lot of stories that he said and a lot of words that he said. Obviously, one or two words might be wrong because, you know, the person who was writing it down might have misheard one or two words. Also, translations, because the classical sources that we have on his quotes yeah. would have all been written in ancient Greek. So, But yeah, that's that's <laughs> everything. That's everything I have on Diogenes, Shane. Um, Although I just which... looked it up. Diogenes syndrome. It's a senile syndrome where it's a disorder characterized of self extreme self-neglect yeah domestic squalor social withdrawal compulsive hoarding of garbage or animals so i feel like a few people have blamed <laughs> like no i'm just i'm just taking after jajanes <laughs> and i'm just i mean i know that's what i would do if i was like falling into a, a spiral of self-neglect i would just be like oh i've just been I'm just reading s- a lot of philosophy <laughs> uh so what do you think are you pro pro Diogenes do you think he's a bully what do you think I think I think at the start I was on his side I'm not gonna lie I was loving Mm -mm. the freedom of just pooping and and living your best life not having a care in the world but now I I, I'm having a hard time sticking with him Mm. I feel like he's a lot of trauma (laughs) from his past somehow and it's kind of I feel like nothing really happened to him in his past, though. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's the bit that gets me. There has to be something. I feel like there was a little bit of... I feel like he was a smart man, and he and he picked up some, some great ideas along the way. But I think fundamentally, I don't think I agree with everything he said. Yeah, I mean, I'd be worried if you did agree with everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> me too. There's bits. I think we take little nuggets from him and go, yeah, maybe we should not hold on to, you know, possession so much and, and idolize things as much as yeah. we do. I mean, the school the school of cynicism and the, like, philosophy thought <laughs> behind that, ex- like, existed after his lifetime and before him as yeah. well. But he's the only person who genuinely took it to its extreme. It's like anything. You can't extreme. take everything to its extreme. No. A little moderation of cynicism is good. You know, a little bit of cynicism is good. Yeah. Too much and you just have a big room full of bin bags and and just... Yeah, and stoicism and cynicism are very deeply related. Yeah, I prefer stoicism as a philosophy. I know, there's something kind of punk rock about cynicism. There is, but... (laughs) I I I think it's beneficial for people around... I don't think it's very helpful for people around you, though. Maybe. I don't like. I don't think he would be the nicest person to be around. I think you would always know where you stood with him, though. 
This is very true. You know, which I appreciate. Which is true. Because people are too, aren't up front. I think things would be so much easier. I'm like, right, do you like me? No, you're taking shit in the middle of our conversation. Whereas I feel like if he liked you, he'd be a very funny friend. I think he'd be great crack on a night out. He would 100% because you're not him and you see his extreme nature. But I think he's, I think the point there is his extremities of like, he either is this or this. There's not a whole lot of middle ground, it seems, with him. But, like, I, he'd be the kind of friend that you keep your distance from, you know? <laughs> he, I don't know if he's into cats, though. That's the only problem. You might have to make it, like, a little bit of... You know, he's a lot of dogs. Yeah, that's all right. It's not a deal-breaker of the, the friendship. Okay, it's good to know. Um, But, yeah, that's everything I have on Diogenes of Sinope. Like, what if Diogenes existed today? What would he be like? I think I know a few. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. In town, there's... But are they just as witty and intelligent? Probably not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, with the magic of uh, storytelling, we can can just change that. We can just change it. Exactly. So that's the the podcast. Uh, Shane, do you want to plug anything? That was so nice. That was such a fun, fun little adventure for this evening. Yeah, it's a... They're always journeys, and you're not entirely sure where it's going to take you sometimes. Just like life. Um, I don't have too much to, to plug. You can find me on the Instagram at Shaney Poops, which is quite fitting for <laughs> <laughs> Shaney Poops. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much anything I need to plug. And then, yeah, I, I'm I'm luckily starting a lot of few things. Projects are starting to pick up and filming things, so we'll have things to plug in the future, but if you want to know anything, find me on there. That's about it. And as always, I've been your host, Sirsha Shanae. You can find me at Sirsha Ball on Twitter or absurdrealhistory at gmail.com if you have anything you want to say about this uh, or any podcast suggestion episodes. I'm always looking for weird stories from the past to research and write about. This is brought to you by my theatre company, Screen for Ireland. So if you want to give that a like and all the socials as well that'll be super sweet and yeah uh, thank you again for listening and i'm so grateful to have shane on here today thank you if you're enjoying this podcast please let me know and let your friends know because it'd be great to keep developing and just keep it going so yeah that's it that's that's everything thank you shane oh thank you i'm gonna go roll around with my cats now and i'm gonna roll with my dog great amazing, amazing.